If you're a coach and you get to a point where you don't have time to even do an hour's worth of sales activities every day, you've mismanaged something. And sales is about consistency. So every day you need to be doing something around growing your business. Otherwise, the pipe stops. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and we are in our 30 in 30, where we're talking about how to step into your power, be the unapologetic leader in your industry, and how to build your elegant empire. And one of the things that is a must when you're building a seven-figure business is to be organized and to be productive, not get caught up in the distractions. So I've asked Louise Ledbrook to join me today. Welcome to the show, Louise. Thanks, Sam. I'm very excited to be here. Can't wait to chat. Absolutely. You're exactly the right person that we need to speak to. I believe that you have worked with some pretty big companies and one of the big four banks as they were going through a huge merger, which to me sounds like if anyone can manage to do that, (laughs) they can do just about anything. I can't imagine how that was. Why don't you give us, uh, to give us some context, give us a little bit of, um, you know, what you do now and the clients that you work with but also how you got here and how this was important to you. Mm. So, yeah, as you mentioned, I've done, you know, work with different size businesses, a lot of work with big banks and helped one of them or two of them merge together, I suppose. Um, And so I've been helping basically businesses transform and leaders transform themselves for over 20 years. Uh, And I, I suppose I had a baby and I changed everything and moved out of corporate and was like, well, how do I then help these other businesses that that can't pay for the big corporate consultants to also do these amazing things for themselves? And so mm-hmm. today I work with smaller to medium-sized businesses, helping the leaders of those business basically create a business that is sustainable, that they don't have to be at the center of every day so they can have a life, um, that the business leader basically feels like they're winning every day. That's what I want mm. for business leaders. I want them to be moving towards their goals every day and feel like that. Because, you know, sometimes you just have so much to do. You kind of go, what did I do today? I don't know if Mm. I'm actually moving towards my goals. And Mm -hmm. so I want to help them get there, you know. Mm. Yeah. Totally. You mentioned um, building a business that's sustainable. What? How would you describe that? Like what is that? So a business that's sustainable to me is – is a business that can grow without it being dependent on any one person, especially the business owner, because of a lot of small businesses develop and they're very centralized around the, the initial business owner or business owners. Um, and so that actually isn't that isn't a sustainable strategy long term. And so I want them to have processes and systems in place, which takes away that dependency on any one person but can run smoothly and the business owner can go on holidays, you know, mm-hmm. they can actually go on holidays, not leave the country but still be stuck to their phone, actually go on holidays. No one person is kind of stuck to the business and it's in a position 
to grow with, you know, whatever their goals are or whatever the environment throws at them as well. Sometimes you get an opportunity that you weren't expecting. And if you're not kind of already set up to be sustainable, you can't actually service that opportunity. And so I Mm. want everyone to be able to embrace every opportunity that comes their way. Yeah. So for people that are listening right now, what are some of the, um, I guess, the symptoms that you see when business owners very first come to you? Mm. Uh, So most of them, I know this is kind of a buzzword that's thrown around the internet all all the time, but truly they're overwhelmed. Mm. Mm -hmm. They're, They're like, I really, either their business is growing too fast for them and they, they're like, I have to almost stop the pipe because I can't take on any more. I've reached my hours in my day capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they're, they're juggling so many things. Some of them have multiple businesses going, too many projects going, and they, they almost get into paralysis. They're like, mm. I don't actually even know where to start with my day. I have so many things to juggle. And then they've got families and the household and all those other things and, outside. And actual life. Life, life, <laughs> yeah. right? We forget. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes they have forgotten they've got a life as well. That, uh-huh. That's a big problem. They're like, I'm like, where do you do anything else? Where do you do you time, you know? And they're like, I don't have time for you time. I'm like, well, we've got to, we've got to change that, right? Mm-hmm. Because them having you time, as I'm sure you're aware, makes them a better business owner as well. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've mentioned that story many times in this podcast was when I had my very first business coach back in the early 2000s. That was one of the first things he asked me. And Mm. I had the same thing. Like, what do you mean? I don't have time for that. And the very (laughs) first thing we did was sort my calendar out. And the first thing we did was put in like personal time, gym time, hanging out with my kids. And at the time, it just blew my mind. But yeah. it literally changed my business and it changed because it changed me as well. Yeah. And the and the difficulty is people don't understand it until they try it. It's like you've yeah. got to believe it enough to try it because once you try it, then you see the impact. Um, and so uh, m- many of these people, and I look, I did it. I worked days, nights, weekends. I would be getting in the lift, you know, at, 6 a.m., 5.30 in the morning and leaving. Wow. No one else was left in the building. So I was doing the hours. I know what it's like. And I didn't know any better almost. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, it was almost like the first holiday I took. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> what have I been doing? You know, he's like, you have to do it, embrace the opportunity to actually feel the, the impact of it. Um, and when you're caught up, caught up, caught up working crazy hours, you don't stop and you just yeah. don't. You never know. You just don't know. <laughs> totally, totally. What are um, actually? I know there's something else that we chatted about before, and that's um, getting caught in a cycle of being busy but yeah. not being productive. Mm. It's one thing to say, you know, I, I'm maxed out and I've got no more hours left in the day to put new clients, but there's also another situation where there's actually not a real lot happening, like. And you yep. get to the end of the day and can think, like, what did I actually do? Yeah. So what can you speak to that and how to mm-hmm. figure out what to actually focus on that is going to drive your business growth? Yeah. Um, so a couple of things there. First thing is what I find a lot of business owners, what actually takes up a major part of their day is distractions. So the phone pings at them, they take the phone call, the email pops up and they address it straight away. Uh, And so that actually 
it sounds like they're being productive. So like, I was so busy today. I'm like, you were actually unproductive by allowing yourself to chop and change and answer all of those things. Um, the studies have shown you could answer one text message and lose, even though it feels like a 30-second message, lose seven minutes from mm, one text message mm-hmm. because you lost your flow, you don't know where you're up to, you got distracted and one went down a Facebook kind of you know hole or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so we lose productivity just by allowing those distractions. But to stop allowing the distractions, the foundation is being having complete clarity over what you want. So uh, that's twofold to me. One is your goals. So where are you heading towards personally and professionally? Um, But also how do you want your life to be? Mm. How do you actually want every day to be? Because sometimes our goals can be in conflict with that. So I want people to think about both of those things. Like, yes, you can have these big, hairy, audacious goals. That's great. But if they are, they mean that you sacrifice how you want your life to be for a long time, was it worth it? Like, what's the point, you know? Mm. Uh, I find so- even on top of that, that's when people self-sabotage, when they're living this life that is feeling mm. like a, a grind. It doesn't matter what their goals are. They're going to self, uh, self-sabotage themselves in the present. Yeah, yeah. And and so, I, I mean, obviously on top of all of that, once you even know your goals and you know how you want your life to be, then there's a whole lot of mindset stuff in a lot of cases they need to push through and go, I deserve that life, you know, because like you said, otherwise they end up self-sabotaging. We do all this work to create that life and then they fill it with stuff all of a sudden, mm. like busyness. They fill it with busyness or, you know, work that they shouldn't be doing, someone else should be doing. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of, it's kind of like a domino of things that kind of have to happen. But for me, the first thing is be really clear on what you want and remind yourself of that constantly because then your subconscious gets on board. Mm. And so when something pops up, a distraction or someone asks you to do something, your subconscious starts to go, you've been telling me for 10 days straight that my goals are these things. That's not one of them. Just say no and you feel less guilty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Once you know what it is that you want and how do you actually figure out where to focus? Like do you um, you block days so that certain areas of business get touched on every day or what's the idea around creating those those tasks or projects? So I think there's a, there's a few kind of elements to that, I suppose. The, I There's no one-size-fits-all because each business is slightly different. Um, I will teach a whole lot of different strategies, definitely blocking, so trying to allocate time, non-distracted focus time to achieve your projects, you know, or achieve your tasks. Um, and it depends on the the phase of your business. So, you know, I have uh, one of my clients at the moment, I'm helping him because he's just bought a new business and he's transitioning in. And so it's a very fluid day at the moment with lots of small things. And so for a business that's at that stage, the number one, th- I mean, this is my number one, no matter who you are, is just every day having a clear plan and considering what you need to do in the day. Mm. I know that feels like a bit of a fly by each day, but regardless, you should have a daily 
an intention for the day where you intend to spend your time regardless. <clears throat> but more so when you're in that um, situation where things are quite busy and hectic and new and you're learning and things like that. When a business is in flight and you've got all these right practices in place and you have a sustainable, smooth running business, you should be intentional consistently about where you spend your time with you. Blocking helps, but again, the, the daily plan and making sure every day you have blocks, non-distracted blocks to achieve the things that will directly lead to your goals. And so when you're prioritizing your day, I want you to intentionally look at what you need to do and go, do all of those things actually help me to achieving these goals? Because we can create a daily plan to f and fill it with a whole lot of things. Like mm -hmm, a bunch. Of mm -hmm. It's so easy, right? Yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> Millions like, of things we could be doing. Yeah, right. And then someone asks you to do a thing. So it gets onto your to-do list and you're like, but you've really got to consciously ask yourself if those, if you're being intentional, are those the things that are going to help you achieve your goals? And look, I, I teach a bunch of different strategies to help you stick to that and maintain that. And some of it in the beginning is a bit of willpower, <laughs> you know, don't look at the phone, put it in another room, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, um, I, that daily plan for me, and I have a bit of a strategy around making sure it's realistic. If I don't do that, that's when I just baff through the day. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about boundaries because I, you mentioned earlier, you know, answering a text message can take, you know, a 30 second text message, seven minutes out of your day. And I feel like phones and, and email and social media probably are those things that can really just completely take over your whole day. Yeah. What are some of the boundaries that you're, you personally do mm. so that that doesn't happen? Yeah. Um, I think if I keep in mind that my intention is to control my time, um, and so how do I how do I do that? So what are the rules I need to create the boundaries for that? And and control my mind, I think, is important because you know if people wake up in the morning and check their phone straight away, all of a sudden something else has taken control of your almost like your emotions, your mind, and your time, and so. Don't the first thing, don't look at your phone first thing in the morning is a really great boundary around that. Um, and make a conscious decision about when you will look at the phone. Uh, and same at the end of the day. At the end of the day, pick a time to end your day. The thing with picking the time, so uh, these are this is one type of boundary, mm -hmm. but picking a start and an end time boundary of the day, so a, a container. It also starts, it gets you to think about, okay, I've said I finish work at six o'clock. I'm not on that phone after six o'clock. What do I have to do to make sure that that happens? We also start to naturally look for solutions to help us achieve that. Um, whereas when we leave it open-ended, we just kind of pick up the phone and we'll check a message and, you know, we, it, it starts to control us, but it's an unconscious thing. Mm -hmm. so I want con boundaries about consciously choosing basically. To me, boundaries about consciously choosing where you spend your time. So I do a, I deliberately don't check my phone in the morning. I choose an end time at the end of the day. And if I do need to use my phone for personal things, I really avoid looking at the business messages because they'll pop in as well. Just avoid mm -hmm. looking at them. 
and don't look at them until the next day. Mm. Um, but then, like, you can create them blocks, you know, which are then, again, boundaries through the day, knowing that you're going to get an influx of messages because it's just that's what happens. But I'm not going to check it until after I've completed, you know, my power hours in the morning or whatever it happens to be. Then I'm going to check my phone and it can take me away or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it's really important to set your boundaries. And for all of us, those boundaries are different. And I'll give you an example. I do check my phone first thing in the morning. And the reason is, is that I have a lot of interviews with my US clients that are at seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. If I've got a 7am interview, I'm up at 5.30, washing my hair, putting my makeup on. And there is nothing worse than getting up at 5.30, sitting in front of the computer (laughs) and going, oh, they cancelled overnight. So I do check my phone first thing in the morning. So I I know, but it is for that specific reason. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The boundary is there. It's for that specific reason. Um, You know, things like I um, took... The, I deleted the notifications for Messenger on my phone so that it, I don't get, you know, I don't look at them at night. If something comes through, I don't mind. I'll see it in the morning. That's fine. Yeah. But it's really around our personal boundaries and how we want our life to feel. And I think that's the, the biggest part of it, isn't it? The feeling of how yeah. we want to be. Yeah. And um, it, it's people find this very difficult in the first instance, but turn off all your notifications on your phone. Yep. You yep. turn them all off. And at first you feel a bit naked because you're like, oh, um, what do I do now? <laughs> like no one's asking for my attention constantly. And then all of a sudden once you let it settle and you, you're like, actually I'm free. <laughs> you know, I'm free from all of that. And then you intentionally choose when you check the messages. Yeah. Right? So a, a lot of the overwhelm, comes from feeling like you don't have a level of control. Take mm-hmm. back control, you mm. know, and then you will feel great. Like it, it, like you said, it's, that's exactly what it is. How do we make sure every day we feel good? Mm. You know? Absolutely. I remember a mentor of mine said to me years and years ago, if you don't control your calendar, your calendar will control you. And it's something I've lived by ever since yeah. because that feeling of, of, pulling out of the situation of how someone else feels like it might be urgent and important for you but it's not for me yeah it's just because you didn't manage your time that doesn't mean that it's urgent for me and I think being able to um, take yourself out of that situation is so empowering and it actually means that you're productive in other things yeah totally and another thing uh, I don't know if you find this as well but a lot of um, especially coaches and consultants they're like I need to be available to my clients all the time, right? They need me all the time. Ooh, and that just gives me shivers. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, we're not, we're coaches, not parents. <laughs> I know. Well, sometimes like can't feel a little bit like parenting, but like, uh. <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm like, yeah, but you need you and your mm. family needs you. And so you can't be there for everybody all the time. And you know what? They'll be fine. They'll mm-hmm. actually be fine. And set that boundary. So set the expectation. So the, one of the problems is they never set the expectation and through their behaviour they've created an unwritten expectation that they're available all the time. And so it's about starting to get them to reset that expectation and go, I'm not available all the time. This is when I'm available. But I mm-hmm. I love you and I will answer your messages between business hours, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And same for staff. 
staff is a great one because if we aren't available all the time, they often come up with creative solutions to solve their own problems, you know. Mm-hmm. But if we're, if we're there all the time, we, if we, you know, don't have any rules, then they'll come to you. They'll depend on you. They'll ask you all the time. Why would they have to think for themselves? They've got the answers there in the box, you know. Mm. So, yeah, creating those boundaries with um, the people in, in your business is really important as well. Totally. So you mentioned before about setting up your daily uh, your daily plans. Yeah. Do you specifically have a process for setting them up so you sort of know where to focus? Um, because I, I know that, you know, you were talking about before, you know, just being busy for the sake of busy. Projects yeah. can be the same, you know, yeah. choosing projects that don't actually move the needle on business growth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I do have a process. There's a couple of different things. There's the process for choosing what to work on um, and then there's the process of actually doing the plan, which are kind of two different things. So the first one is choosing what to work on. And, again, the first question always has to be, are these things that help me deliver on the things that are important to me? So are they moving the needle towards my goals, not someone else's goals, and then not being afraid to choose you over someone else? Because um, the next thing I go is, okay, someone else waiting for something from me? And, and is there a due date coming up that I need to meet? So those kind of things, you kind of, you don't always have to make them the top of your priority list, which is important because the first question is still, are they leading me to my goals? That's mm. got to be the first question. And I know that there's some times where, you know, my sister might be waiting for stuff from me and I know if she doesn't get it, she can't move forward on it. But I sometimes have to go, she's going to have a few hours off because I have to do this other thing because that's actually going to move my needle further mm-hmm. towards my goals than hers. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds, it feels like selfish sometimes. Or you're like, oh, that person, they're waiting for me and they can't do their job without me. I'm like, okay, but in your business, because it's your business, what's more important? And so first make that decision. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think the, the hardest thing for people is getting past another human is waiting for me and I'm letting them down. Um, and so letting them down is not doing it and ignoring them. Communicating to them, I'm sorry today, I've had to prioritise something else, um, carry on with something else, you know, is is actually doing the right thing. So I think communicating that, then it's all fine. Mm. And also the world keeps spinning nothing falls down. Like, I don't know, like for those that have worked in like large corporates, everything seems like the world's going to fall down. You're like, actually, you're big enough that nothing's really going to stop if someone doesn't do that. (laughs) Exactly. It's still there tomorrow. It's all good. Um, And, you know, the dates will still keep moving and whatever. So, yeah, I think it's don't get caught up in the anxiety around doing something for someone else and there's a date a date that has to be hit and i'm all for i'm all for dates it's good for a goal it's good for a bit of pressure but also it's just a date and unless there's you know you're missing a government deadline which you can't move those guys right so there's, there's things that you can't move and so i get that but yeah i think be kind to yourself when you're mm. using what to prioritise. The next thing is making sure then that the day, the plan for the day is actually realistic. So there's nothing worse than you know saying, all right, I, these are my priorities. 
there's 10 things on my to-do list and then just not in getting one of them done. And so the trick is actually planning out your day. My, for me, it's not a list of things to do today. It's a plan for the day. And it includes getting the kids ready for school, doing my workout, you know, having lunch because we forget that sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, ha- having dinner, picking the kids up from school. And it includes all of those things. And then I can see where I can slot my to-dos in. And then I go, but how long? Because the other thing is we go, I want to work on this project, but we've chosen a task that's actually an eight-hour task. It's not going to fit anyway. So it's about setting those expectations for ourselves around estimating also the task. The estimate is actually the key to the um, realistic daily plan. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. What in that plan, how do you work out – how much time to spend in the business. So, yeah. you know, speaking with clients, doing sales calls, coaching, as opposed to working on the business. Mm. Well, my ideal situation for a business owner is to get to a point where you're always on the business. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're working on the strategy and you're leading, you're being a leader of the team. So strategic or the things that are truly joyful to you and in your genius zone. So Mm -hmm. that's where I want to get a business owner to. Um, The percentage of time that you should be spending depends on your business. So like if you've got a full sales team and a marketing team, amazing, then they should be focusing on, you know, making the sales. If you're a sole coach at the moment, then you need to be spending, normally you would be spending a fair chunk of your time on growing your business through sales. Uh, and so I, I I suppose I end up doing a bit of a depends where you're at, guys. Like let's work through where you're at and what you have before I can sort of say where that should be spent. But we often get caught up in the admin and what seems important because we do need to administer the business. Don't get me wrong. You let that go, then it has a lot of flow on effects. But if you're you know, early days, you don't have a big team and you're a sole, sole kind of business owner, you do need to spend a good chunk of your time on building your business. Hmm. Would you agree with that? 100%. <laughs> um, the, the reason I asked it is because I find that there's a sticking point with coaches. They get to a certain amount of revenue essentially, mm. and they just say, I'm so busy, I don't have time to do those growth activities. Mm. And it's it's – Sometimes it can almost be like uh, not an argument, but like they have to prove themselves right. No, I'm too busy. I can't. I can't change it. But yeah. until you change that mindset and until you yeah. change, uh, you know how you're working things, you're not going to be able to get to that next level. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I think even even if you've got a sales team, as a business owner, you should be doing growth focused activities every day you know, whether that's strategic growth activities or working with the sales team, whatever it happens to be. So I think if you're a coach and you get to a point where you don't have time to even do an hour's worth of sales activities every day, you've mismanaged something. Mm -hmm. And sales is about consistency. So every day you need to be doing something around growing your business. Otherwise the pipe stops 
You know, you yeah. get too busy, you're not filling the pipe, and then it stops and you're like, ah, yeah. you know. And you that know, can like, happen really quickly. That's when yeah. you end up with exactly what you were just doing there, that roller coaster <laughs> income. <laughs> no fun. Yeah. And it's not fun, right? And 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 then you scramble and that's when we hustle and that's when we go back to the long hours and you're like all the hard work you did is like you've now got to like undo it for a while and then redo it again. So mm. consistency is key in mm. everything, I think, like keeping your business sustainable, you know, and keeping off the roller coaster and making sure that every day is a joyful day because no one likes the feast and famine. No one, no one, like the roller coaster is great at Luna Park and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like roller coasters well, at leave all. leave it for Luna Park, you know. Like. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You, you spoke a little bit ago about, you know, sometimes depending on what project you're doing, you need to, you know, maybe ask your team to do something else for a little bit. But I want you to explain the difference between that and being a bottleneck where everything gets stopped by you so it doesn't get handed off to your team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, my goal for you is to not, like, it's almost like how can I remove the business owner from almost all of the operational processes in the business? So for your business to keep running every day, we have to kind of remove you from that, you know, as much as possible. So, yeah, ex exactly, right? So, and... And I think that's a really good kind of trigger for you. If if there is something in your business and you go, that person now can't do it because I can't get it to them because something else is a priority for me. Hmm, I've now I am the bottleneck here. How can I never be in this position ever again? Yeah. Uh, and so instead of just plowing through and like every time that happens, just keep going and going. I want you to ask yourself every time, like, how do I not do this again? How do I not be the bottleneck? So you know that i think the answer to that is it if you are out in that situation where someone can't do something because of you is this a regular occurrence and if that's if that's the case then change a process you know bring in a new person whatever it automate something um but if it's you know if it's a strategic project it's a one off and yes you're kind of bouncing around things between you and yes the next person can't do their thing without you um, that's a little bit different, but mm, if it's mm -hmm. a regular occurrence, then you're, you are officially a bottleneck, like an ongoing bottleneck, and that's going to impact your business long-term. Mm, totally. So, yeah. Totally. Now I know that like, this is such an important topic because it is one of the things that hold people back from reaching whatever their next level is. Um, and you've got a productivity supercharge, um, it's a free course. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, so it's a it's a free mini course, uh, Productivity Supercharge. It's where I will teach you some of my favourite techniques, but in a very short period of time. So it's like less than 30 minutes of training over three lessons. So put a, you grab a coffee, put 10 minutes aside each day, do a lesson and implement the thing because they're really simple and you will get out. If you actually stick to those things, you'll actually get hours back in your day. So mm. it's, I think it's what I want people to see. And I'm sure you see this in your clients as well is that it can be the really small things that can make big differences. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be redesign everything and learn all these really overwhelming things to actually shift the needle. So yeah, that's, 
um, that's why I designed the course. I just want to, I just want to show you guys that small things can make a huge difference in your day. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's interesting that you said it's not always, you know, the um, the big things or the small things. I have found that mostly it's these small little tweaks that actually move the needle way more than some massive project that is like moving a boulder. It's just all of these little small small tweaks are yep. the things that are going to move the needle a lot lot faster. Yeah. And I think it's okay that they're small. I think people, they think I want a big change, so I need a big thing. Like it's okay that they're, you know, you're you're stacking small things and one day you'll turn around and go, oh, look at the huge change that's occurred, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. For, for our listeners, what is one thing that you want to leave them with today in regards to, you know, being productive and organised? I think the first thing is, and I say this to everyone, is be kind to yourself about the fact that you didn't get it all done today. You know, like we we actually waste a significant amount of energy on beating ourselves up over how busy we were, that we missed the kids' soccer game, we didn't get it all done, the goal still seems so far away. And I see that people underestimate the energy that they put into making themselves feel bad. And so my my first thing is like stop beating yourself up about it um, because you're doing the best you can with what you know I think is the first thing. And just these some small simple tweaks if you actually start to be very intentional with your time it can make a world of difference. My my favourite word is intention because we mm. let everything else around us control us. So start taking back that control by you being intentional with where you spend your time. And so a lot of people will go, I don't know how to do that. Like, what do you mean? And so I think to start making just every day, what did you choose today? Did someone else choose everything that happened to you today? And how can you start shifting the the control of your day? Uh, and be kind to yourself about it. <laughs> mm. I love that so much. Louise, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your your zone of genius and your wise words. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate you having me on the show. It was such fun. And thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. <laughs>